We're Tim and Susan, and we love the Word, and we love living real. So we invite you to join us as we look at the Word this week and life this week. So let's talk about life for a minute. All right, you get talking. (laughs) We had a semi-funny episode uh, the other day. We're driving along in the van. We, uh, when you say episode, you don't mean like a podcast episode. I mean a moment in life. A life episode. Okay. Yep. So we are. We went out to dinner, uh, grabbed uh, burgers at Burgersmith. That's right. It was and, good. Uh, they're good. Always Stamp good. Stamp of approval. Um, and so we're driving back uh, in the van, and you ask me what? I don't remember how I phrased it, though. I think part of it was the idea that the way I phrased my question, should I set up like why I was asking this though? Sure. Okay. So I look over, y'all listen to this. It's pretty ridiculous. I look over, I'm in the passenger seat. I can see him next to me in the van and I look and he's got cruise control on because we were on the interstate. That's fine. Uh, the, the roads were open, not a problem, but I look and his legs are crossed. And I don't mean like crossed at the knee or whatever. It just his ankles were like crisscrossed around each other. Like you might sit in a school desk with your ankles crisscrossed. And I just thought that is absolutely the worst way to drive because, I mean, even if you use cruise control, you should at least be ready to put your foot on the brake or the gas as needed on the interstate. I mean, am I right about this? Possibly. Okay. So I think I phrased the question because I did not want to be a nagging wife. That's how this came about. I did not want to be the nagging wife that was like, um, hey babe, stop doing that. That's terrible. Or don't you think that's like the worst idea ever that like, so I really wanted to give you space to validate why you would choose to sit that way. And I intent, like I really thought through how I was going to say this because I did not want to come across telling you what to do or and obviously I was very relaxed you were very relaxed I think that was the issue and and partly I had noticed that you had been driving this way this was at least the third time I had seen you driving this way in the last few weeks so I thought this has become a new habit I hadn't said anything the last two times but this time I just thought okay this is this is in my mind I was thinking this is really stupid that's a really stupid way to drive but I didn't want to come and be the wife and be like hey it's a really stupid way to drive knock it off so instead so, she yes. asks the question something like so let me just ask you have you really come to the conclusion <laughs> have, have you thought about this and come to the conclusion that that's really a better way to drive but whatever the question I wanted to was, say, I was I think I was like have I mean I wanted to give room if you said no I've thought about it and I can still readily get to the gas or I've thought about it and actually my back is really hurting this is the only way I make my back not hurt no I've thought about it and this is the best way I, I thought I will give space and room for you to have some really reasonable explanation why you're driving this really horrendous position and the truth is I don't like to be wrong. Right. I knew that. And I don't like to lose arguments. Yes. But I just started laughing and laughing because the truth of the matter is my literal position was 
indefensible and Susan was trying to figure out why I was, I was I was trying not to be a naggy awful wife about it but I was really like so I'm gonna ask thinking Tim really doesn't like to lose arguments and he really likes to be right and he must have really thought through this so I should ask what the reasonable explanation is before <laughs> I just say what are you thinking and she just painted me into a corner because there was no way on the planet that yes. I could say Oh yeah, I've thought about this. This is the best way to do life, <laughs> and um, I don't know. It was just kind of a funny moment because um, I would like to know if you are somebody who drives with your ankles crossed like that while you're in cruise control on the interstate going 72 miles an hour. Is this really the best way that you could be sitting? I think for we've. An I emergency? think we have determined that it's not. It's okay? probably not. I, I don't think it's you have to pile not. on. No, I think... I'm just curious. There might be somebody out there doing this, and I would just like to say. Have you really thought about this? Maybe so most not. of the time I don't do that. No, I think like you immediately stopped and you uncrossed yeah. your legs. So th at that point, that's the moment I knew I was right. <laughs> it felt good. So yeah. anyhow, so how was your week? Um, it's a full week. It's a holy week, resurrection yes. week. And so uh, in some ways it's a little bit shorter of a week. It's an extra week where we've got extra things going on. Uh, but it's a good week, and so I think we're ready. And so, you know, from the church side of it, we're excited and we're we're okay. looking forward to it. So, what are you going to bring from the word this week? Is it something having to do with Holy Week, since that's where your brain is and your mind is? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think that'll be a little bit of what we. I don't think that's a shock. <laughs> All right. Well, we look forward to getting to that in just a moment. Okay. My big my big thing this week is uh, I'm going to be thinking about belief. Uh, it's kind of a pretty basic Christian concept to be thinking about belief, but particularly coming out of the resurrection. Uh, the Gospel of John puts so much em emphasis on this whole gospel has been written so that you may believe. That, that's the whole that's the whole point of it. But in Luke's gospel, uh, he talks to the guys on the Emmaus Road and he says, you are so slow to believe. Your hearts are slow, so slow uh, to believe. And so I'm spending some time thinking about the, the word believe. And I've been pretty amazed by the word believe. Okay. Um, it's so basic. Uh, but one of the things that it pointed out was that on the word belief is so common in the New Testament, but it basically averages two times every chapter in the New Testament. I was going to say, I did not know that you were talking about the word believe, but last night in ladies Bible study on Wednesday night, um, we covered the feeding of Luke, uh, John chapter six, and we covered all of it. Y'all, that was some hefty stuff to cover. And this is actually not my <laughs> passage for tonight, but, um, we covered the feeding of the 5,000, then Jesus walking on the water. And then he goes into the whole rest of the verses, like 20 verse 22 through 70 is really about believe, believe, believe. I think we actually counted within like 22 to 60 verses, 22 to 60. So in those 40 verses, the word believe was mentioned six times in there. And he was like, you know, so you will believe. All you have to do is believe. What you, if you believe in me, and it was really, I know you said that was in John, but um, yeah. I didn't know that's where you were going tonight. But yes, I confirm that because well, that was my Well, I think it experience. said, and it depends on, on what kind of, how the word belief is laid out, what how it's conjugated and things like that. But I think it was like 239 times mm -hmm. that it talks about belief and 99 of those times were in the Gospel of John. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. the Gospel of John really, really. Uh, it is my favorite gospel as a side note. <laughs> Well, just thinking about it, I, I kind of spent some time on it a little bit today, and the word belief is, there's one Greek word, pisteo, and I don't know if I pronounced that right because I'm not a Greek scholar, but uh, 
there's this one Greek word that is belief. It's not like the word love where there's like four or five different Greek words for love. There mm-hmm. is one word for belief. Hmm. Uh, it's always that word or some hmm. form of that word. But we translate it in several different ways. And man, this is really, really awesome. And this may be basic, what you've already known, but we can translate that word as trust, So when Jesus says, you must believe in me, you must trust in me. But the word Mm. also has this sense that it is belief that changes behavior. And so the word is also translated as obey. Mm. So when Jesus says, you must believe in me, he is talking about you must trust in me. Mm. But he is also saying you must obey me because that trust, that belief has to be demonstrated in how we live our life. And then the, the third piece that he talks about, it, the words translated as hope. Hmm. So when Jesus says that you have to believe in him, he is talking about this belief. He is talking about trust. He is talking about obedience. And then he is talking about placing our hope in him. And man, those three words coming around that same concept that Jesus says, this is how you know me. Hmm. You must believe in me. Trust, obey, hope. And that's pretty great stuff. I actually have never heard that before. Because I thought when you first started, and again, we don't talk about this before we come to the table to do these podcasts. Um, I thought you were just going to say trust. And then you were going to say like another option is, I didn't know you were going to put them on top of each other. Because I was like, trust by itself seems really weak. Um, yeah. I know that sounds wrong, but for no, me personally, exactly I'm like, yeah. trust by itself seems weak. I would rather just use the word believe because it seems to have more than trust. But then when you add the trust and the obey and the hope, basically, I think you just made like an old fashioned hymn in the traditional church, yeah. trust and obey. I think I was thinking the line, trust and obey for there's no other way. <laughs> I mean, that's the hope. It's trust, obey, and the hope. Like this is your only hope, you know? It so, messes up the song, that. but trust and obey is redundant. It's the same word. Oh, just believe, believe and believe. They should believe. change it. We should say believe and believe because believing is believing. Yeah. Yeah. We just it's, rewrote it. It's the just hymn. that central. And yeah. so, um, I don't know. It's it's the most profound word in the New Testament. So I guess, how did you get that out of the Emmaus Road though? What does he say to them? Because what I he says at in, in that passage is that you are slow to, you are slow to believe. Uh, let's see here, it's verse 25 of Luke 24. Um, they are saying, uh, some women of our company came to us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find the body, they came back saying uh, that they have even seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Some who were there, uh, some of us who went to the tomb found it just as the women said, uh, but him they did not see. And so Jesus said to them, O foolish ones and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Mm. The whole issue was you are slow Mm -hmm, to believe. mm -hmm. And you can know these things, you can hear these things, Mm -hmm. but what is it going to take for you to believe or to trust, Mm -hmm. to obey, and place your hope in this? Mm -hmm. Now, one of the things that fascinates me about this story about Emmaus is that these two... Uh, Cleopas and the other disciple are leaving Jerusalem talking about all of these amazing things that they've heard and all of these things, but they're leaving Jerusalem. I can't Mm -hmm. believe that they didn't stick around to wait and see, to wait yeah. and see, and find out how the story yeah. ends. They're like, man, those are some strange things going on back mm-hmm. there, and and angels but appeared. Didn't, like later, isn't it? When does it that the um, 
when the disciples go back to fishing. Like after what happens, the disciples go back to fishing. Our chronology on those places is not super oh, okay. clear. Okay. It, the the post resurrection appearances are not okay. super clear. Okay. So there was this season where they're trying to figure out what they're gonna do okay. next. Okay. But this is clearly it says that very day. Yeah. This is yeah. resurrection day. Yeah. Uh, Peter has gone. They and did not looked... put on their Sunday Easter clothes and go to church because they knew they were celebrating something. No. They were like, ah, uh, we're gonna stay home because there's nobody at the restaurants yeah. before eleven o'clock. They, so. they didn't gather back yeah. up in the upper room and say, yeah. man. Let's wait for Jesus. Right, it, right. It's remarkable that but they heard it, no, these things and left. No, it's true, but I think some of what we talked about last night about that believe part is that we have the back half of the story, and they still don't. And so, man, I sometimes, especially in that, again, this is not my passage for tonight. I have something else. But especially in that John 6 that we just covered is that they just saw the feeding of the 5,000, and then Jesus comes walking to them on the water, and they're like, what is happening? Like, you just saw this major miracle. How can you question it now? And and it frustrates me. Those disciples make me frustrated sometimes. But they didn't even have what we have. We have the rest of the story. We know what happens. We know the resurrection has happened. We know that he appears to them again. So it is easier for us. Yeah, I, I, I never I never like the idea of comparing easier because okay. on on one sense we know the rest of the story. I mean, I'm not, I'm not giving that up. But the yeah. other hand. They were there. Yeah, they, they somebody said last Jesus. night, like they, they had, watched the miracles. But yes, I, yeah. the tendency a lot of times is to say, "Boy, they were so lucky. They were there. Yeah, I wish we could be like Jesus. them." Mm-hmm. But I think that we they're, they're interchangeable yeah, benefits. Yeah. They were there. We get the whole story. Right. Right. But I think part of it is when when earlier in the passage in in Luke twenty four. They quote what Jesus had been teaching them mm. in the center of it and says, these are the things that must happen. Jesus says, uh, I must suffer many things. Mm-hmm. I must be rejected mm-hmm. by the chief priests and scribes. I must die yeah. uh, and on and the third, third day days. rise yep. again. Yep. And they quote every part of that except for... They weren't counting like, oh, this is day three. No, oh, actually okay. they do. They say, and today is the third day, so let's leave town. I'm like, what? Oh. That the whole section that you're quoting, he said on the third day he's going to rise again. Maybe they angels. thought a ruckus was going to happen. Yeah, Maybe like don't we don't know. do this. We don't want to do this again. Who but, knows? I don't. And know. again, we don't know. I don't know their story. Yeah. My life is not better than their life. I, right. I know right. that right. for sure. And and if my name ever got written into a gospel, mm-hmm. boy, they'd be mm-hmm. tearing me up. I mean, because we have our own application of that, yeah. where we know God is moving, where we see Him moving, where we see Him at work in these days, and we do choose to turn and go the other way. Yeah. I mean, we do have that in our life. I can't yeah. think of an example right now, but it's it's on a daily basis that instead of walking and, and running to find Him and waiting for Him there, we just... Turn and do our own thing. So, I mean, yeah. we do have It's that. when he's given us a promise and we just move on in right, another direction. Right, right, yeah. Make the shortcut. Take a shortcut or something, so. All right. So, I, I hope that comes together for Sunday, but it, it's pretty cool. Uh, the whole thing is about belief, trust, obey, and hope. That's I it. love that. I love yeah. that. All right, what you got? Um, okay. I'm going to... This is not actually my passage. This is not something that I've studied. Uh, I went and heard Lisa Harper speak... Uh, last week or so, and I've just really been chewing on it since then because she talked about, this is really something she said in her introduction. This was not the point of what she was teaching. But she talked about Moses at the Transfiguration. And we read the passage, and I'm going to see if I can find it right here. So 
After six, this is Matthew chapter 17. After six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and his brother John and led them up on a high mountain by themselves. He was transfigured in front of them and his face shone like the sun. His clothes became as white as light. And suddenly Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with them. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it's good for us to be here. I will set up three shelters here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And then the passage continues on. But I really read that last verse to say like, okay, they're there. Peter sees them as well. This isn't like, oh, just an imaginary thing. I mean, he was going to build tents for them because clearly they were present there. Um, that's a pretty familiar story to most yeah. people who have read this, the, you know, the Mount of Transfiguration. It's a Bible story that you read. You read it in, in second grade and you draw a picture of it with the three of them on the mountain. So, I mean, it's something we're familiar with. But for the first time, Lisa brought up and explained uh, and referenced in the book of Numbers where Moses loses his opportunity to enter the promised land. Right. Because of that rock. God tells he and Aaron to go and speak to the rock right. and the water will come because they need water and the water will come from the rock. And Moses and Aaron go out and Moses beats the rock twice. The Bible's very, the scripture's very clear to say twice he hits the rock, smacks it. He also tells the Israelite people like, look what we've done for you today. Look what we have yeah. to do. There's no real mention of like, look what God has provided. I'm speaking to this rock and God has provided. He's really fussing. And so the result of that, of his disobedience to what God has told him to do is um, Numbers chapter 20. But the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, because you did not trust me enough to demonstrate my holiness to the people of Israel, you will not lead them into the land I am giving them. And so basically he knows at that point that he doesn't get the opportunity all that time of the 40 years of wandering. Again, we know that story as well, the wandering of 40 years of the Israelites. But when you piece it together and realize that Moses appeared at the Mount of Transfiguration with Jesus and Elijah there, that that is the moment he actually makes it, I guess, quote, into the promised land. Right, right. And that was always... You know, I just never had put those two things together. And Lisa's emphasis was very much like, if you were to give a trade, do you think that Moses would have said at that moment when they're standing on the edge of the promised land that he would have said, you know what, I want to go now if he was given a trade. You can go now and you can go with these people and you can die there, but you can lead them into the promised land. Or you can show up on this mountain with Jesus at this time right. in the promised land. Which one do you think he would have chosen? Sure. And I think, well, to be in the presence of Jesus. Now, again, maybe that's just because that's what we know, the whole story. But I just never saw that. I mean, had you heard that or seen that? Did you know this? Or did I tell you something new? <laughs> I probably hadn't thought about it in, yeah. in that way. But it, yes, that have. is his entry into the, yes. into the promised yes. land. Now, the thing I think about, you know, as you were telling that story and thinking about it, is that, and again, theologically, it's a little bit tricky. Yes, I have read some commentaries about that too. So I don't know what tricky part you're mentioning, but go ahead. But the question is where he's been in between. Yeah, okay. In terms yes. of, man, he has been in the presence of God. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so therefore, man, he, he's even gotten the better promised yes, land. He, yes, he's seen yes, the, yes. the greatest promised land. So yes, he does At that point, he get... probably wouldn't choose either of right. the earthly places yeah. <laughs> to be. Um, but the whole, the whole structure that Moses is given mm -hmm. for the 
tabernacle mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. the Israelites. All of that is in preparation of Jesus' coming. Mm -hmm, and so mm -hmm. then he does get to go on that mountain mm -hmm. and he does get to see here is Jesus, the yes. fulfillment yes, yes. of all the things that we prepared yeah. and he gets to stand on the mountain with him on there. So yeah. that's, that's, I mean like that, that'll preach. Yeah. You can have that Sunday if you want it. But you know, <laughs> again, it was not mine. I did not come up with this or vision this. Um, Lisa just mentioned it in her teaching and it would just kind of like would blow my mind. Something I never thought of and thought. And, and again, the punishment was right and just. And yeah, I think yeah. she kind of had a problem with like, he was so mean to Moses. Like Moses did all that. And then he was like, nope, you can't get in. Nope, yeah. you can't get in. And that was right and just though for God to do that. Because anytime we have obedience, if he says, this is my expectation, you've, you have not obeyed. So there's consequences to that. But just this gift that he's given and this time that he has and he ends up in the promised land for these moments anyhow. I don't know. I just think that's, man, like God is so good. Yeah, God is so yeah. good. He doesn't have to do that. No, his reward was, was so great. You know, his, yeah. His grace yeah. to him was so great. Yeah, and do you know what it says? Even in my reading, this I did find interesting myself, which Lisa didn't mention, but um, that God buried Moses himself. Yeah. There's something about that. Yeah, and again, yeah. I'll need to go back and do more study about that. But I'm like, I mean, even with the disobedience and even with you've lost this huge thing of entering the promised land, which is why you left Egypt, which is why you were raised there, which is what you were preparing them for. And you spent all this time and all the work. You don't get to do that. But God still like buried him himself. Honored like him it was a, just, yeah. there, it didn't break the relationship. Your it disobedience does not servant. break the relationship. Yeah. There's a consequence to that, but it's still relationship with God. I mean, clearly that's just seen. So I just God thought it was has, super cool. God has this ability to both be holy and gracious. I yeah, mean, and that's well, the yes, example yes, right there. Yes, like, yes, you, you have failed. You have fallen yes, short. Yes. You have dishonored my that's holiness. That's what he says. He says, because you did not trust me enough to demonstrate my holiness to the people. I mean, the whole book of Numbers is he is a holy God. And how are you going to approach a holy God? And how are you going to live and be the God of a holy, I mean, be the people of a holy God? That's that's the book of Numbers, and that's so much of the Torah um, and the law. But but yes, the graciousness inside that too. Right, it's and amazing. God can do that. We yes. struggle to figure out how to uphold law and yes. be gracious at the yes. same time. We do fall it, on one side or the we, other more. We, mm -hmm. Our brains, our hearts, our spirit, our mm -hmm. our internal wiring can't seem to do both. But yeah. part of the largeness of God mm -hmm. is he has no difficulty mm -hmm. being holy and gracious at the same time. That there's happens, no, there's yeah. no strain. There's no conflict inside right, of right. him to do both of those things. No, that happens to go very much with his, um, perfection. Yeah. <laughs> he is perfect and yeah. we are not. And that's just where you see that. You and know, without so. trying to do this intentionally, but that does loop back here to Holy week. Yeah. This does loop back to this whole week is a celebration of the holiness of God that required that sin was mm -hmm, managed, mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. sin was defeated, that defeated. sin was paid yes, for. Yes. Uh -huh. And yet, the graciousness of God to send his son who would give his life to restore that for mm -hmm, us. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the holiness yep. and grace in yep. front of us this week as well. That's it. It's all pretty awesome stuff. I think um, you just open the word of God and... 
I don't know. It just feeds you. It just feeds you. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's the whole I, point I just, of the podcast is that it gives us a chance, yes, you and I, to talk about because it. Because we love the Word. Yeah, yeah. And we love life. But we so. also, you know, want to encourage you to listen in on our discussion about mm-hmm. the Word, but also... Um, to just say, man, get in the Word yourself. Notice some things yourself. Mm-hmm. You are fully mm-hmm. capable of looking at the Word of God and hearing the Spirit of God teach you from His Word. Mm-hmm. Get passionate. Get excited. You can do this. And yeah. I know that some of the folks that are listening are regular consumers of the Word. I'm like, I wish they were here in conversation that. with us. They're yeah. probably like yelling back at their phones or something, <laughs> listening to the podcast. You got it all wrong. You forgot this point. What about this? But you know. It's but okay. what a great thing to be passionate about. <laughs> yes. And so that's, yes. uh, that's great. All right, we're going to talk about some uh, smileys and some frownies in just a minute. So uh, we'll be right back. All right, so what do you have to say this week that we can talk about life? We need a frowny and we need a smiley. I know you like to do frownies first because you like to end on a happy note. But sometimes life is just hard and you got to end on, you know, the real note. And sometimes that's the frowny. People are depending on us to help to bolster lift their and spirits lift them. and not leave them yeah. in a bad mood. So would you find easier... Sorry, to... I'm ending with my frowny this week, so... So what do you find <laughs> easier to come up with, your smiley or your frowny? Um... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. About the same. I feel guilty about coming up with a frowny. Oh no! I think I live in frowning. Life, life. The reality of life is sometimes some days are hard, some things are hard. So hey, frownies happen. I'm gonna put that as a bumper sticker on my car. Frownies happen. Okay, (laughs) give me your frowny first, so you can get it out of the way. I want to do my frowny. Man, I went through Wendy's yesterday. I was on the road. Oh yes. I was on the road yesterday, and I'm like, man, I was going to stop, and I was going to have like a good lunch someplace, and then I looked at my watch, and I had too many things coming yeah. up, so I said, oh, I just, I've got to eat in the it's car. It's the busyness of Holy Week, too. I didn't really yes. want to eat in the car, but I'm like, you know what? I like Wendy's. I like the Asiago mm-hmm. Chicken Club, spicy, spicy. No, no lettuce. lettuce. Yeah, so I, I, I got I, I like that. So, it, so I'm like, oh, cool. I can get that. That'll be good. In fact, I even had to map my way home to go buy find a, a Wendy's, a Wendy's. Okay. And so I'm okay. driving through I'm in there and and um, sounds like this is going to be great this is my frown yeah I'm like it so, doesn't sound like it's gonna but then end I'm well. trying to decide like man am I gonna eat this like driving along in the road I'm like no I'm gonna pull over I'm gonna sit in this nice Wendy's parking yes. lot I'm gonna roll <laughs> the windows down and I'm gonna enjoy my sandwich yes. and just kind of Sit for a minute. Take a breath. Yeah, mm-hmm. like enjoy okay. the luxuries of okay. life. Okay. A Sounds like it's heading towards a smiley. Lot. I feel like a smiley coming on now. <laughs> Man, I took one bite out of that chicken sandwich. Yeah. And it was, you just the texture of it wasn't right. As soon as I looked at it, it it didn't look the way like chicken was supposed to look. I'm just gonna say I knew this was coming because he sent me a picture of the sandwich and said, oh. "Does this look right?" And it was. Raw, y'all. That was raw. It was not good. No. I said, do not eat that. You will throw up. (laughs) Yeah. So then I went in. Raw chicken. I walked back in and I showed it to them and asked for another one. And um, they gave me another one and and I ate it. But my my passion and enthusiasm (laughs) for the Asiago chicken sandwich, spicy, no No lettuce, lettuce, was was kind of limited. And I don't know whether the next one was not as good. Yeah. But boy, my heart wasn't in it. And especially, we like food like extra crispy. Yeah. We don't like mushy food. Like, you know, some people like them raw, well, like medium. We're like well done, well, make it crispy on the outside. So if something's raw inside, I've been eating the Asiago spicy chicken sandwich, no lettuce for years. Yes. 
but it's going to be a few weeks before I, I hit it again. It, it was, ugh. Yeah, okay. Just the texture in your, no, yeah. it was not good. All right, I'm giving my smiley. My smiley is that um, we don't often, well, we haven't often been able to be with family on holidays because you're a pastor, and most holidays fall on Sundays yeah. or like Christmas Eve. You have to be there for Christmas Eve, so you miss Christmas Day kind of thing. But now our family all lives a little bit closer together, and um, they're not all serving in churches everywhere. We still are going to be separated for Easter Sunday because you're here. Dad's in Franklinton. Mom's playing at a different church in Hammond. And Adam's in back in Hattiesburg. But Saturday for lunch, we're going to go pick up Mama. The kids are both going to be in town. We're going to be here. Mom and Dad are going to be here. And we're all having a holiday lunch together on Saturday. And I'm super excited about that because it's been a long time since we've been able to do that um, and just enjoy time together, like on a holiday occasion. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that's I my think... smiley. Now, watch. I said it was my smiley because it's predicted to happen on Saturday, and things will probably fall apart, and it won't happen. Which means next week's podcast, it will be my frowny. Yeah. But for now, I'm I'm believing. I am hoping and trusting and obeying by bringing my food that it's. But not happen. not to put too much pressure on it. But oh it was one of the blessings that when we moved here. Yes. One of the things we said, man, Easter Sunday we're right. going to be able to right. be together. So right. at least it's Easter Saturday. Yes. Just exactly. remind me, yep. is it this house or your parents' it's, house? I think it's at my parents' house. I think. Okay. But I don't know. They're still moving in, so we're still working. They need to find a clear table and clear cabinets first. <laughs> so it could be here. It could be here. But either way, it's going to be here or there. So. All right. Fantastic. All right. Um, what is your... What did we not cover? Your frowny. My, my smiley. smiley. I, I, oh, your smiley. Yep, because we're ending on my frowny. So, yeah, your oh, smiley. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, my smiley is really simple, and it seems like just like what old people do. But, man, we the weather... are old. <laughs> The weather's just been fantastic. I've been looking... Not yes. today. Today like, was not stormy. Not today. Today we were under tornado watch and thunderstorm morning. But yeah. But really since Sunday afternoon, yes. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, yes. uh, any opportunity to be outside yep. has been yep. just I've absolutely I've been sitting outside fantastic. and working on my study or reading a book or sending emails. I've been doing it on the back porch. It's just so good for yes. the soul. It is. It um, is. And the sunshine, the blue oh. sky. Like that whole vitamin D thing must be really true like yeah, our bodies just need that soak mm -hmm. it up it's been yes. so so yep. great and it's going to be summer here soon too so take it while you can yeah. get it well so good that was not a, that was an easy smiley i like yeah. that um okay my frowny is really this is what i have is that we have not been very regular about this podcast and that uh. was just a frowny as i was like it's supposed to be once a week and we're trying to do it on sunday nights but tim has had so many meetings on sunday nights that it hasn't happened. Then we're like, okay, we'll do it on Monday nights. And then we've been doing so many things on Monday nights lately with my parents moving and our own thing. I think we've been trying to take care of their dinner and meals and stuff some nights of the week and stuff. So I'm just frowny because we're supposed to be more regular about this. And yeah. life has just been busy. Sunday night should be it. Should be. And our church does oh, not have Sunday night services. This week we had the big, huge egg hunt yeah. with 3,000 eggs. Yeah. So... Our church does not have Sunday night service, right. which is, is just a, it's a blessing for a pastor. Whether yes, you have an yes. opinion about it or not, it's a yeah. blessing for, yeah. for a pastor. But since we've been at this church for three and a half months, I believe I've had maybe three Sunday nights that I didn't have meetings or events right. going on. Right. So I, right. But this coming Sunday is Easter, well, Resurrection Sunday, but it's also, and there's nothing planned for Sunday evening. That's correct. So nobody better call us or make a plan because we're going to have nothing. Right. 
which means we'll probably be bored. But there no, should no, no. be a podcast that comes out. We're going to work on being more reg- regular with yeah. the podcast. Um, we thank you and do appreciate everybody who's listening. Um, you can listen. You can share. You can let people know it's okay, but you should listen because you feel bad for them not having any listeners. I mean, whatever it takes. I don't care. I'm, I can beg. I can ask. I, you know. So anyhow. But, but otherwise. We do, but we do want to be useful in people's we lives. We do. Oh, Yes. That's a whole Enneagram thing, which we're not covering right now, but he's an Enneagram (laughs) 3, so he wants to be very purposeful and useful and make sure everything counts for something good. So, um, And Susan is worried that there's something that's not quite right. Yes, in my oneness. So anyhow, that's another week, another thing for another week. So this week, why don't you um, enjoy the word and And enjoy enjoy life. life.